Good evening. It is time for the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Team Radio. So buckle up. We are in for a wild ride. I am Adam Wright, along with Justin Tucker and Brian Mucker. So to start off, we have a big announcement, guys. We are now on Spotify and Google Play. Woo! Our goal has always been to expand and become much larger as a podcast. And by adding these two new platforms, this is a big step towards accomplishing our goal. Mm -hmm. Guys, what do you have to say about us being on Spotify? Got anything to say to Spotify? Thank you for letting us on. We're getting one step closer to our main objective. How are you guys doing, Spotify? All right, Brian. I said I loved it. I love how we're on Spotify, even though I don't have the app, but... (laughs) Brian loves it. Did you hear that? Brian loves it. it. He Mm -hmm. loves it. He approves. All right. Yeah. So make sure you guys check us out on that on those formats. This is going to be big. We are going to expand and it's going to be awesome. All right. So getting into all the biggest news, we're going to get into the breaking news Mm -hmm. since our last episode. This was actually just a day after we last recorded Mm -hmm. me and Justin. And I'm going to talk about a certain prediction that went that was right. So Carson Wentz. Turns out, when you say that he goes to the Colts, when somebody says on this show that he's going to go to the Colts, turns out he's always right. All right? Doesn't know your last name. So, Carson Wentz has been traded to the Colts for a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 conditional second-round pick that could turn into a first-round pick. All right. So, guys, I think the biggest – uh, I think the biggest question we can ask here is, does this move put the Colts in con- in contention uh, to represent in the AFC? Yeah, it does. It puts them in a better spot than they were last, last year because they don't have an aging quarterback in, in Philip Rivers who can't really throw the deep ball like he should. But, yeah, if everything turns out the way it's supposed to, and Carson Wentz can return to form instead of what he was last year, which is subpar at best, then, yeah, they are a Super Bowl contender. They have the weapons around him. They have the offensive line around him. And they have a solid defense behind him. So, all in all, they're quite a fearsome threat to the AFC. And they've gotten better over this offseason, regardless of what they had to give up, which was a, a little bit, a second, a conditional second and a third, I believe, just to get him. And now that he's on the scene, I think, Scott, things are pretty optimistic in Indianapolis right now. I agree. Brian? So, I like this trade for both teams. Um, I think this gives the Colts more of a more of a playoff push than where they go. I think they could go farther than last year. Um, for the Eagles side, um, I like how they did it because this gives them the draft picks that they need in the draft to rebuild some of their defense that they had missing. Because, as you know, the Eagles defense was atrocious last year. Um, I think Wentz, being with the Colts, I really like how he's like that. I think he'll be doing great in Indianapolis, especially with the young talent that Indianapolis has in that offense, like Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. You've got very young, talented wide receivers in Zach Paschal, uh, Paris Campbell, and Michael Pittman Jr. I would like to see T.Y. Hilton back in a Colts uniform, um, but we don't know that yet because he's a free agent this year. But overall, I like the trade, and I think Wentz can go farther with the Colts than Rivers did last year. Mm-hmm. I agree with both of you. 
actually, for once. Shocker. Oh, oh this is a t- so guys, this is a team that with Philip Rivers at quarterback. Now this isn't a knock on Philip Rivers. This is a not. This is more to say he he's old. Mm-hmm. Um, with Philip Rivers at quarterback, they went. What was it? Ten and six, eleven and five. Eleven and five. Eleven and five, and they were in contention for the division. They. Went eleven and five, and they nearly they nearly won a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a team that had that had a really competent defense, very good defense, top five caliber around that area. Mm-hmm. They had they have Michael Pittman, they have Paris Campbell, they have they can possibly have T. Y. Hilton at wide receiver we'll see what happens in free agency they have a great running game with jonathan taylor and naheem hines this is a team uh and they have one of the best offensive offensive lines so all of these things in our last show i mentioned when Mm -hmm. i correctly predicted that the that Carson Wentz was going to be a Colt. Mm-hmm. However, what I forgot to mention, what I actually never – I failed to mention, but I, I should have mentioned, and it's actually a much bigger factor than we than we all might think, is that his old quarterback coach from the Eagles from back – from that season where he, uh, where he nearly won MVP, mm-hmm. he is back as the head coach. Yes, sir. So you put all of these – you know, you actually look at – this Colts team, and you look at that Eagles team, and they have a lot of similarities. Good young team, great defense, mm-hmm. good running game. They have a good off- They have one of the best offensive lines in the league, just like that Eagles team. Yeah. And you put that, you put Carson Wentz and the guy who 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 coached you back in that back in that season, and you all all of a sudden you have a contending team. They could easily turn out to be exactly like what that team was. I think the only thing that's standing in Carson Wentz's way is the mental factor. It's a matter of is he mentally has he been mentally deteriorated over the years from years with the Eagles. But if that, if he's able to overcome that, look out for the Indianapolis Colts to contend in the AFC with the Kansas City Chiefs and say the Buffalo Bills. They could easily beat one of. They could easily beat either of those teams, and they should absolutely be in the mix to contend in the AFC. Yeah, uh, definitely a top seven team in the AFC. I think they're now better than the Titans, so I think they'll take the South. So that means they'll definitely, definitely be a top four team, which means they'll have a home playoff game. But. It's going, it's going to be a tough battle in the AFC, but I think with the weapons they have and the pieces surrounding Carson Wentz, I think they can I think they can make the AFC championship game and possibly the Super Bowl if everything goes right. But if, but if everything goes wrong, which could happen, oh boy. Yeah, it's a lot. There's a there's a bit of a question mark here with this whole thing. But, I mean, best case scenario, I think we're looking at the best case scenario 
mm-hmm. when we're talking about when we're being optimistic about this is that this could be this could really work out well for them. But at the same time, it also he could be that kid. He could be just not right anymore. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if this does work out, who's better than them besides Kansas City, which is a given? I mean, you already know who I'm rooting for. You already know it's the Ravens for me. You think the Ravens are better? Yes. That's not even a question to me if it's just they are better. and Justin, the two defenses are kind of like similar, so I'll give you that. And Buffalo. This is what I don't agree. The wide receivers. You guys need wide receivers. They did some last year. So you have them top four. Yeah, they're a top four team. Top four team. I have them top three. I, I have them top four. They're just – it's a mixture. And here's the thing with – Oh, wait, time out. Who was the fourth? Who's the fourth? We have Kansas City. Mm-hmm. We have the Bills. Yeah. We have your your Ravens, you say. Yeah. You say – What? Allegedly, the Ravens. Alleged. Okay, okay. We have the, the Ravens and the Colts. That's your. That's those are your top four in the in the AFC right now. That's your power rankings right now. Okay, so the Ravens are third and the Colts are. Third. All right, we're we're settled on it. So we're here, fine with it. Here's that. my thing about KC and why I think that this this um um this AFC we, is going to be wide open is Kansas City just lost to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And teams that typically typically teams who lose the Super Bowl yep. aren't the same the year after. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it could be now they could still make the AFC Championship, but the fact of the matter is, the uh, teams that lose the Super Bowl they've only made the Super Bowl eight times, and only three have gone back to win again. Yeah. All right. One of them's, you know, the Patriots. One of them's my New England Patriots. The other one was the other two were in the seventies. There was the, there was the Dolphins, and I believe it was the Cowboys as well. So mm-hmm. there, it was both of them happened in the seventies. The other one was the Patriots. It's obviously this is unheard of. So Kansas City, we could almost take them out of the conversation. Whoa, 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 whoa! Maybe almost, no. we could almost. say that it's gonna be it's gonna be unlikely for them. That's reckless. That is completely reckless. You just eight times. Right. So it could come them. down to Bills or Colts. Try get on him because I think he's being completely reckless. No, no, I think he's right here because if you look at the 49ers from this year, they got slammed with injuries, and who injuries. knows if that's going to happen with the? They got yeah injuries. You don't think that can happen with the freaking Chiefs? That if you're telling me it's because of the injuries, that's one thing. If you're just going to tell me they're going to fall off, no. They're going to be I right up there. They're going to fall off, and I agree. I, I think they'll make the playoffs, but they won't go as far as they did this year. It's a possibility. Yeah, I'm making it it's seem like it's a very. I think it, to me, it's like a 50 50 right now. They're going to lose the Rams regardless, but still. I think it's improbable. Just look at all the past. There's been 55 Super Bowls, only eight teams have gone on to make the Super Bowl again after losing it. It's most likely, it's not improbable. I think it's improbable. Oh, it's Justin. Justin. All right, that's your opinion. Colts are factoring that. The Bills are factor. The races are factor. Statistics, the data yeah. from the past few years backs it up. Yeah. That doesn't I, mean. Now, I, I'm not trying to say they're not going to be good. They're, it's not going to be the 49ers last year. Yeah. Or any other team that just lose that loses and is never the same again. But it could be. But they could make the AFC Championship. I just think something's there's something that's going to go wrong. There's a mental factor that plays into losing the Super Bowl. 
and there's a narrative that goes along that that stays with uh, with that lingers with the team after they lose the Super Bowl, and they're not the same for a little while. You know, and kind of disagree. One of the only teams that were was able to do that was the Patriots. Yeah. That's a team where you had two leaders in Tom Brady and Bill Belichick who were able to bring them back. That's rare air, you know. And before that, it was just it was the it was two teams in the seventies yeah. about about almost fifty years ago. All right, so this is it's I do say it's an improbability. Mm. Okay. All right. So Colts, it's wide open for you. Just make sure this kid is right, and you're you guys are going to go to the Super Bowl. There's a strong possibility. Over the Ravens' dead body. Over the Ravens' dead body. But AFC Championship game. That's, I if see any, that. If anything, it's over the Bills' dead body. All right. All right. Yeah. No. Score. How no. many How many points did they score against the Bills? How many points? We only scored three. They only scored yep, ten. That's, that's correct. They only scored ten. It was enough. Actually, 17. No. The pick six. That doesn't count. Their offense. Their offense. Did nothing. Defensive points count. Okay. If Lamar doesn't throw that pick six and it's in, instead of a touchdown, we're not having this argument. Well, we can't play this if and when. Yeah, if, we're not. We should have cut a wood game. We're not going because to. Because it happened. He we're did. not going to. Hands off to the Bills, but y'all ain't no. Well, he can't take any poop breaks anymore. None, none of those bean burritos to take a take a he quick did not break. A, come back, win the game for him. That he did not happen. pull a Paul, Paul Pierce. He did not pull a Paul Pierce. I think he took a dump. Absolutely not. He definitely not. did. Lamar, I'm with you. You did not take it number two. I mean, that's almost a compliment towards him. He left the game in the fourth quarter to take a dump. He came came back and won them the game Mm-mm. against Cleveland. Still don't believe it. Mm-mm. Don't don't let the haters say otherwise, Lamar. You had cramps. <laughs> I'm not even. That's not even hating. I don't. I think. I think that's a good thing. We went to take a dump. That's better than cramps. And he remember him to tap out with cramps. He didn't say about like he came back. It's like LeBron leaving games with his left with his, with his little leg cramps. All right. Hey man, it was cr- his whole Lord. We're not talking basketball. Let's continue. All right, all right. Yep. We can't agree on basketball. You guys, you guys can tell Justin and I disagree on a lot of things, but on basketball, it's, you think football's bad? Basketball is ridiculous. This kid is just too delusional to know that LeBron is not the goat. And for some reason, this guy over here thinks MJ is the goat. It's, it's it's obvious. It's not I, obvious. I mean, six is greater than four. And eleven is greater than six. We don't base everything on rings. Well, he all was he also we don't. did all of it with one team. He moved over to. We're gonna. All right, this is a football podcast. Yes, yeah, that's what I'm telling podcast. you. All right, now moving on today. So this episode's being recorded on Tuesday, February 23rd, and that happened that today happens to be the first day where players can be franchised. Now there's a, there's several rumored players who can be franchised and I have a list of some players. There's Allen Robinson by the Bears, there is Kenny Galladay by the by the Lions, there is Chris Godwin by the Buccaneers. And there's Dak Prescott by the Cowboys. All right, so guys, which of these players is more crucial by the team to be franchised? Again, I I believe personally it's Dak Prescott because they need a quarterback. Now, granted, they could still choose one in the first round, but I'd rather have the surefire thing instead of 
a guess at quarterback. Dak Prescott has been a Pro Bowl, has won a playoff game for the Cowboys, can has shown you in the clutch he can deliver at times. It's just the team around him's eight and eight perpetually. It's just, it is what it is. But I believe he is deserving of the contract, and I believe they will get a contract done. With that said, without Dak Prescott, what else they got? I mean, the the wide receiver wide receiver trio is obviously good with C D, Michael Gallup, and Amari. But their defense don't even get me started on that defense. Oh my god, that running defense was oh, atrocious. They need to rebuild that defense. Yeah. Big time. I, mm-hmm. Big time. But first things first, sure up your Sure up your franchise quarterback, give him that four-year or five-year deal that he wants, and then move on. I don't think anybody else comes close as far as Dak Prescott does. All right. Ryan? So I have cases for all of these players. So Dak Prescott, I think he's going to test the market before he comes making to a decision with the Cowboys, either to stay or leave the Cowboys. So I'm, I'm going to well, pull uh, Jack, this and say – I'm going to say no, that he's not going to return. Well, if if Dak gets the tag, he doesn't really have a choice. He can just sit out and wait for a trade. Yeah, there's well, that. I don't think you can learn a whole offense like that. Um, Kenny Galladay, I know, got offered a four-year deal by Detroit. $60 million. He'll get $60 million per season. Declined it right away. He's going to a new team. There's no way he's going back to Detroit. Um... Allen Robinson, I know he had complaints about not getting the ball enough, so I don't really see him ending up in Chicago again. So, basically, Chris Godwin, I'm going to say that he's not going to get franchise tagged and the Bucks will re-sign him. So, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that Shaq Barrett gets the franchise tag for the Bucks. Shaquille Barrett for the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, you don't think it's going to be Chris Godwin? No, I think I think I think he could. He's gonna. He said he's gonna test. I saw on a social media post that I think he's going to test the market a little bit. Um, but if he if things don't really work out, he could sign a short term deal with the Bucks. What was the source? It was like some sort of like a meme page and ESPN thing. I don't know. It was something he said to a reporter. I don't. I don't remember what the source was. But that's what I saw. Well, be careful with some of these sources. They, they put out a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, all right. So, I'm going to go in a different direction from both of you guys. Oh, let's hear all it. All right. So, Allen Robinson, he must remain a bear in order for this team to have any chance at winning a Super Bowl in the next couple of years. Now, the reason for this their defense is still one of the best. Mm-hmm. They have led by Khalil Mack, the likes of um, Kyle Fuller and Akeem Hicks. They got that new kid. What's that? What's his name? Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Jalen Johnson, yeah. on playing corner. They have Eddie Jackson, correct? Yes. Yep. So, so this is a star-studded defense. They have a they have a very good running game with a good young running back in David Montgomery. Mm-hmm. They have a they have a very solid across the board um, um, corpse of wide receivers to and pass catchers behind Allen Robinson. Say so they have like a Darnell Mooney, they have a Jimmy Graham, but they need that number one receiver. Mm-hmm. 
They need to retain him. This team, they're just a quarterback away from contention. Their offensive line could use a little bit of work, mm-hmm. but in the they they're only a quarterback away from Super Bowl contention. But if Robinson goes, it all falls apart because they really because then you're adding another another need to the list, and you need. You need that number one receiver in order to to stay on that elite status to keep that wide rece- to keep that offense going. So the bottom line is, the Bears need Robinson back. And you mentioned Dak Prescott. I agree, the quarterback is the most important part of the field. Mm-hmm. But the issue is, they they all they're already confident they're going to re-sign him without the franchise tag. They don't. The question is. Which play? Which is which is the most crucial to get the tag on? Mm-hmm. They might not even need the franchise tag on Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. The thing with Shaquille Barrett, they might be able to sign him as well. And I think it's a question on whether or not they can franchise either Chris Godwin or Shaquille Barrett. Mm-hmm. If they can get either of those guys and probably try to sign try to sign the other, then they're then they're all set. Mm-hmm. Galladay, we'll see what happens. They they're probably going to get. Him. They're going into rebuild mode anyways. But Allen Robinson by the Bears, this is a team that's knocking on the door of Super Bowl contention. And if they can't, if they can't do it, if they can't get him back, then it it sets them back all the way. Bottom line, Bears need Robinson back. Mm, I, so, I, this is my so Adam, this is my theory for the Bears. Um I know there's been a lot of rumors with Sam Donald being moved. Would you like to see him in a Bears uniform? Do you think he can do well, and you think they'll catch Allen Robinson's eye saying, oh, I want to rejoin the Bears? I think whether it's Mac Jones or uh, Sam Darnold, whether it's Deshaun Jackson, sorry, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. by those, they, they, if they get somebody who can do it, then that team that team elevates up to Super Bowl contention. Just look everywhere you look on that Bears team. They just need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. If it's the Sean Watson going to the Bears, they can't get Robinson absolutely. back. Then they need more. And I agree. And I think if Deshaun Watson even ends up with the Bears, he's absolutely going back. Robinson's absolutely going back to the Bears, 100. percent He wants to win, and he wants to win a ring. Yep. And um, if he if they get a quarterback, they very well could. You know, mm-hmm. they they would. I mean, at that point, you'd have to worry about the other teams in the NFC, but. At least it's at least you want to get into contention. You know, you want to take take it one step at a time. Worry about all those teams once you get your own stuff figured out. Mm-hmm. All right, but I think um, the Bears need Robinson badly. Mm-hmm. More importantly than the Cowboys need Dak. Well, they need him, but they they're already going to get a deal done. You're hopefully hoping they get a deal done. I don't. I don't think nothing's set in stone until the deal gets done. It's not back, set in stone, but it's pretty likely. Back in 2019, Jerry Jones admitted that a deal is imminent, and we're still waiting on that deal. They've been trying to make this deal happen since 2019. Well, if it not happened since then, it's, it's like, come on now. It's now or never now. This is going to be their lucky offseason. Lucky offseason. They're off going to do it. You think they're going to do it? You're hoping it will happen. Well, what else is going to happen? I just don't. He I leaves don't, and tests the free agent market and won't come back to Dallas, and they'll be stuck. And now they're going to have to hope that a free 
that a quarterback is good enough to help them out. All right, look, both sides want to reach a deal. He's still in his recovery process, which gives Dallas a little bit of a little bit of an edge. And they're going to want they're going to be kind to him and give him a solid offer. And they're going to be like, OK, thank you. You've been supportive to me. Yeah. And they're going to get the deal done. That's my prediction. I think he's going to be a, he's going to remain a Dallas Cowboy. But as for Allen Robinson, if he doesn't if they don't franchise him, he's gone. Yeah, he's yeah. gone. He's, he has no patience left with this organization. This is an organization that's this close, a quarterback away. I know that's easier said than done, but with the quarterbacks that are on this market, if you, can, if you take an air and um, Sam Darnold, if you take a, if yeah, if you take a Sam Darnold, Deshaun Watson, any of those caliber of quarterbacks and put them on the Bears, you are assuming that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think if you get if if you get a competent quarterback, that everything comes together. I, I think. Yeah, I agree. My problem is I'd rather lose Allen Robinson and rely on the running game with David Montgomery because David Montgomery has shown you he can work with that, do more with the workload. Then get rid of Dak Prescott and rely on Zeke, who has underperformed this season and is playing like a scrub. Tony Pollard outplayed this man this season. I'll say it again, Zeke. Tony Pollard outplayed you this year. You did not deserve to be the running back number one this year. Say it a little little louder for the people in the back. Just making sure. Tony Pollard was a better running back than you were this year, Zeke. Get it together. You're the $90 million man. Fifty million guaranteed. That's why you get don't, it together. That's why you don't invest in running backs because right. that that's just what happens. No. Depends. You could get lucky at running back and had Frank Gore. To be fair, Frank. Yeah, but how many championships did he, did teams win with Frank Gore? He got close. It just so happened he ran up against my Ravens and Giants. Oh well. That, that, he that went up against two Super Bowl that, champions. That, that had more to do with the defense, a good, a promising quarterback who couldn't keep his crap together. Um, all right, yeah, but you you get the point. Yeah. Bears, bring bring Allen Robinson back. All right. Don't listen to him, Dak. 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 Dak's coming back. Dude. You hope. He's coming back. You hope. He hasn't shown it yet. He's coming back. Sign on the dotted line. Moving Make- on. <laughs> Buccaneers <laughs> are looking to defend their Super Bowl title and repeat as Super Bowl champions for the first time since the 03-04 Patriots. That'd be really fitting for Brady to do it again. <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. <laughs> However, they have a lot of players on their current roster who are hitting free agency. Here's just a short list of some of their key players. There is Shaquille Barrett, Levante David, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, and Adamican Sue. Which of these players, guys, do they really need to re-sign? Do they have to re-sign in order to remain in Super Bowl contention? Which one or which of them? Which how which of these players do they need? I if it's up to me, I'd I'd make a bid on Levante David and I make a bid on uh, Shaquille Barrett. I think that defense needs those two pieces to survive based upon their concepts and what they do well on defense. 
they need both of those players to stay. Because Levante David is a very fast linebacker who doesn't miss tackles and is sideline to sideline. I think keeping him is more like a necessity for that defense. And then there's Shaquille Barrett, who applies the pressure off the edge. So if you continue to keep those two, I think you'll be in position to win championships. If you can't keep them, oh, dear Lord. All right. Brian? So this is what I say. I say, so I already said to you guys that Shaq Barrett will get franchise tagged. Mm-hmm. So I think he remaining with the Bucks. Now I say two players will be returning, and I'm going to go with yes, Justin Levante David, great linebacker. He had he was he had a great season, and I think if you keep that middle linebacker up, he could easily stop the run right there, and he could obviously go sideline to sideline making tackles left and right. Um, another player that they should resign to long term, maybe like to four or five years, Chris Godwin. If he depending if whoever gets the franchise back between those two, Chris Godwin should be signed should. Should be re-signed by the Bucks. I don't see. I would like to see Nadamika Sue, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um. So if anything, maybe like a one-year deal, if anything. But I, I time we don't know. We could also use the draft to draft a detail. Gronkowski, I think he's going to be gone. He's going to be gone. Uh, they have they have Cameron Brate. They have OJ Howard. I don't think they need to invest in a tight end. Um, Larry Fournette, nope. I don't think that. I don't think he's coming back. We got Not Ronald, No, we got Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones, yes, he was hurt, and that's why he didn't really play a lot. But I think Ronald Jones, I think, should have that number one position. Maybe sign a guy like Marlon Mack to maybe like back him up. That's just awesome. um, And the other play, I I would also I mean a guy that a guy that you guys kind of forgot who filled in for Vita Vea when he was injured was. I think his name was Rakeem Nunez Roaches. I liked him a lot in the defense. I think he applied a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And I thought he was a good fill-in when Bayer was absent. So I think he can maybe re-sign a one-year deal. But other than that, I think those three, those two players in Godwin and David are definite. So who do you think that, who do they need to, re, to re-sign in order to stay in? They need to re-sign Godwin to keep that to keep that offense intact, and they need to keep uh, Levante David to keep that defense intact. I, you obviously don't need Antonio Brown. To me, he's like a cancer mm-hmm. on that offense. Apparently, he, not he can't Brady. keep his mouth shut. Accused of something. Accused of something. I think Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and Scotty Miller is a great offensive core. And yes, Adam, I, I put a lot of emphasis on Scotty Miller. <laughs> God, I hate that guy. You love him. You love him. <laughs> I loved him for that one week when I was about to start him on fantasy football. He got one catch for nine yards. I was <laughs> I was pissed. Mm-hmm. All right, who won that? Who won? Wasn't we're you. not gonna we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> uh, all right, now. So I think both of you guys have decent points. Mm-hmm. Subpar, solid. Subpar, but. I think what you what you fail to realize is uh, quarterbacks in new systems have a, are better in year two. Uh-huh. All right. Now the Patriot the sorry not the Patriot the Buccaneers back in uh, this past year they needed their defense to perform well because their offense was not quite as efficient as it could as it could have been. Mm-hmm. But I believe in year two, if they keep Chris Godwin, 
and I don't think they need Antonio Brown. I think their offense flow, their offense runs better without him. Uh, they'll probably want Rob Gronkowski. He's a given to stay. Mm-hmm. He's he's not gonna. He came out of retirement for Brady. For Brady, mm-hmm. and um, but year two, this offense is gonna run better, and they'll be less dependent on the defense. Meaning it won't be quite as crucial to keep a Levante David. As much as it'd be nice to keep him, he's obviously one of their best offensive, uh, sorry, defensive players. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, but at the same time, I think the one part of that defense they really need to keep intact is that pass rush, meaning Shaquille Barrett is a must keep on that, mm-hmm. on that defense in order to stay to stay productive. That's how mm-hmm. they won a lot of games was getting to the quarterback. Um, and being able to keep their quarterback on their feet as I preached all season long. All right. So they should be able to resign Sue and Gronkowski if they really want to. They probably will. I think they don't need Brown or Fournette. I think the offense runs plenty smooth without them. Um, but however, Chris Godwin is a must. Shaq Barrett is a must. Levante David, if they can get him back, that's great. But the, the, the fact of the matter is this guy has made it known he wants to be paid. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I just think when you have Devin White already, he's not a must-have. Mm-hmm. They need What they really need is they need to keep Godwin and they need to keep Barrett. If they can retain, to retain those two players, then they won't – then. Their offense will run perfectly well. Their defense won't be quite as great, but their offense will make up for it because it's going to be better in year two because the offense, teams and new quarterbacks in new systems always play better in year two. And I believe Tom Brady is going to have a better mm-hmm. offensive year. And Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Scotty Miller even, those players are going to be benefactors of that. And I think they're they're going to be less reliant on that defense. That defense takes a step back, but the offense takes a step forward, and they'll remain in Super Bowl contention. So bottom line is Godwin and Barrett are must-keeps. But if you think the offense is going to take a step forward now that Brady has another year under his belt, why, the, why do I need to keep Chris Godwin? I think it's Brady has done more with less, apparently, to you. So I don't understand why I need to keep Chris Godwin around. If he's going to cost a lot, I can get a lot more. I can get more with Antonio Brown than Chris Godwin, and he'll be cheaper. Well, so, so that's the thing. I just think the offense doesn't run as smooth with without with uh, with Brown over Godwin. That I don't know. I really don't know. I think they can run plenty fine, just as long as Brown knows his role. Like Mike Evans is the true number one. You're the number two. Stay in that position. If you don't, Scotty will take your spot. Get Scotty boy. Uh, but anyway, <sighs> Scotty boy. Anyway, uh, I think that defense needs to stay until as much as possible. It's either you're going to have Levante David or you're, ha- you're going to have Shaquille Barrett. I don't think Shaquille Barrett wants to keep on dealing with this franchise tag, so I think it's either one or the other. So I think it. I think if I had to choose between the two, I'd rather have Shaquille Barrett than Levante David because I value pass rushers more. But I do not. But if I can, I'll try to keep both. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I would love for Levante David to be back on that roster. 
And I think if they were able to retain them, then they'd, they'd finish they'd finish a lot better um, mm-hmm. than if they if they didn't have Levante David. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I just don't think they I just don't don't think they'll need him. I think that offense is going to be better. And so to your point, where I said where I preached that uh, Tom Brady does more with less, I actually happen to believe that more for earlier on in his career. I think Tom Brady's gotten to an age where he just can't do that anymore, and he he needs a little bit around him. And you see that a lot with a lot of quarterbacks when they get older. Yeah. Brett Favre had better rosters when he was older. Peyton That's Manning. Debatable. I think that that Vikings team was pretty good. That's debate. It's still debatable if you look at the offenses he's had for Brett Favre. It's debatable, but he had great rosters when he was. Yeah. Peyton Manning. That roster was not good offensively. Offensively. Eric Decker. Yes. 2015. I'm talking about the year they actually won the Super Bowl, not the year they made it and got obliterated. Emmanuel Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas aren't good. They're fine, but what happened in that Super Bowl? It wasn't an offensive flagship performance. That well, that was. It was the running game and the defense. That's the only thing you can tell me about that. Peyton Super Bowl. Manning fell off the cliff. Okay. He fell off Max Kellerman's cliff. Okay. What does that have to do? That's fine. So he wasn't the that, same. That had nothing to do with the surrounding talent. Yeah, it was just he wasn't the same, and that's mm-hmm. kind of the same. That's kind of that kind of attests to my point. It's that he, player like, players kind of, players when they get older, they're going to need some help around. Them. And when Peyton was younger, he had Wayne Harrison, Edron James, Joseph Adai. Nah, I can't. Dallas Clark. Do you, you you're really gonna compare though any of those Indianapolis teams to the 2013 Broncos roster? Yes, pound for pound that rotten. Stop, stop. He threw for 55 touchdown passes, Justin. That's nice. That's very nice. It was very nice. You're telling me Demarius Thomas is better than Reggie Wayne or Marvin Harrison, or you're telling me Emmanuel Sanders is better than. Any of those two. I think as a as a collective unit, their their team that offense was better. You need to stop. You you really need to stop. You Demarius really- Thomas, Eric Decker, Wes Welker, Julius Thomas, No. Sean Moreno, Peyton Manning, Joseph Adai, yeah, and then Dallas Peyton Clark, Manning. Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison. What what do you, what? It's close enough. Stokely in the slot. Oh no, Austin Collie in the slot. Could we come on, Austin? Stop, Austin. Call. Give me a break. Stop. You really need. To, you really do. Can we at least? Stokely can we at least agree that 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 roster is better than the 2019 Patriots offense? Yes. Exactly. And you need more. And I think offensively, yes, they I think were far you, better. I think I'm not you sure give about that. You give that roster a younger Tom Brady. The young buck. No, he's not going to the Super Bowl and winning with that. They roster. don't. They don't win the Super Bowl, but they go to the AFC Championship. I think they did it in 2013. Gronkowski. Gronkowski was hurt. He wasn't. All right, my bad. Edelman. Edelman was. That was his first year. That was not his first year. Yes, it was. That was first not- year being like breaking out as a as a legitimate guy. All right. Before then, he was a punt returner. He was doing. He was a utility guy. It was special teams. All right. He was. All right. I understand your point, but I vehemently disagree with that point because the quarterbacks you're naming have had a lot of talent in their younger years and arguably better. But they still had great. They had great 
talent around them when they were you, you can argue all you want if whether their talent uh whether their talent before was better they still had talent at the end of their careers yeah that's my that's point is that you need talent quarterbacks get to an age where they might need some more talent around them in order to succeed yeah i think you that. give peyton manning and in his prime any sort of uh t- any any group of players, and you can take that team to the playoffs. You take older Peyton Manning, and you give them any group of players, and they won't be as effective. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Tom Brady. Yeah. Now they were still able to make playoffs with Tom Brady at age 42, but they still couldn't. They couldn't. They weren't Stop nearly it. as effective as they should. Stop it. How old was Peyton Manning when he retired? Peyton Manning, 39. 39. He retired a champion. That's all that matters. Well. Yeah. He could have played. He couldn't have. Played. That was it for him. But he still won out on top. Exactly. Which is talent fine. around them to do that. He had the defense around him. That's it's talent. The offense him. was pretty good, except in the it was all right. Big man just didn't have anything left. Yeah, that's talent. We're, we'll argue about this all night. Let's just well, move on. All right. We're, we're not going to come to an agreement, but it was a solid debate. Mm-hmm. All right. So moving on, our final segment. So the Eagles, a f- couple of days ago, have they so they released Deshaun Jackson, and they announced they're going to be releasing Alshon Jeffrey at the start of free agency as well. Uh, so this leaves them uh, extremely thin at wide receiver, considering their top receivers right now are undrafted, Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager. Mm-hmm. So, so um, a key point to this is they have the number six pick in the draft. All right. So, do these moves mean that they will be corresponding by taking a wide receiver with this pick, the sixth pick in the draft? I think. I believe with these moves specifically, yes, I think they could be gearing up towards them. Is that the right move they should be making? It's questionable. I believe wide receiver is a big need, but not, probably not their biggest need. I believe their O-line needs more help because Jason Peters, love him, but he's up there in age now. Time to go. Back him up. He needs to either retire or move on. I think they need left on that left left side. Brandon Brooks is coming back from an injury, so he'll be a bit banged up starting the season. Lane Johnson, in and out of the lineup all year. You need consistency out of him. So I believe they need to either draft somebody to fill in right now or draft somebody that will fill in for next year on the old line. Cornerbacks, I don't need to say anything else about the cornerbacks. Darius Slade did not play off to snuff this year. They need to do better. Hopefully they draft somebody in the later in – like in the second round to fill that spot, but – I could see them like trading back in the draft and probably drafting another corner. Okay. Brian? I'm going to take a complete X on your part. Um, I'm going to say that this is a good move. For, first off, this is a good move for the Eagles by releasing these two washed up veteran banged up receivers that mm-hmm. to me can't perform anymore. Um, and I like how you have that you I liked how they draft this Holgum was a nice little addition that they got. I I think that they're gonna be drafting either Devontae Smith or Jamar Chase and for their sixth pick. I don't think they're gonna be trained back. I don't think they're gonna do that. But I just think that they need after those releases of the wide receivers, I think they need like maybe a number 
for one, because I think Rager right now is a number two, and Fulgham could probably play a slots or something. I agree with you that the O-line was banged up. Um, they could maybe sign a couple of O-linemen that, that could uh, fill in their spots. And since we're talking about the picks that they received from Indianapolis, they could use those two extra picks that they got to rebuild a little bit around that defense. And yes, I understand that that cornerback trio was atrocious. I think for their second round pick, they should target a cornerback. Mm-hmm. So I completely agree that uh, they're probably going to take a wide receiver with this pick. Yeah. Um, and they, um, you're right to your point. They do have a lot of other needs. I think the thing with that is, um, I, it. Um, wide receiver might is arguably their biggest need here. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you have the sixth pick and you have a chance to draft Jamar Chase or even or Devonte Smith if he if he falls that far, mm-hmm. then you take him. Especially since he's one of your needs and possibly your biggest need. Yeah. So I think this is a no brainer. This is they have to take uh, they have to take Jamar Chase or Devonte Smith. And they need to set up Hertz, set Hertz up for success, or else you're going to get another head case, like the se- second coming of Carson Wentz. Not to say that he's he's as um, mentally broken down as Carson Wentz was, but you 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 put yourself in the same position as you were before by not getting your franchise quarterback any help. And it I think they've already started to break him. I think they already started to break him. And I don't think we realize it because week 17, you don't just pull a guy. You don't do that. I don't think that was more on Hurts. That was that's not a knock on Hurts. That was more the team, the player. Now whether or not you think this was okay, I think that was it him just help saying. Him. I think it was him saying the season's over. Let's just rest our starters. I don't think that's that was a knock I, on. I think the first thing. But I agree with that. Brian, I just still can't agree with what you said that. Why? Or in the podcast that I think that those starters need to go out with a bang. I think they they should have won that last game. And okay, whether or not you think it's okay is is a, is another debate. I'm just I'm just giving you the reason why they did it. I'm not saying whether or not you want to agree with that, but I don't think that's going to play against. I don't think that's going to be a knock against um, Jalen Hurts. I think that's more, especially since they fired Doug Peterson. Yeah. he's gone. Yeah, so I wonder why he got when they, fired. Going into this next season, I don't think that's going to play a part into um, into Hurts' head at all. It yeah. depends. It depends uh, how, how he saw it. If so. he was Hurts upset about it, promising young kid. It, it depends if he was upset about when he got pulled or not. It didn't look like he was at the end of the game because he, he was shaking hands and he, he was upset. All right, so. All right, but I think since the remove of Doug Peterson, I think that he can go back to that team with a lot of confidence, new season, fresh start, and hopefully that he has a nice little talented offense that he can work with. Like I said, Rager, Fulgham, Goddard at tight ends, and maybe Devontae Smith or or Jamar Chase. You still got, I like Boston Scott as a nice backup to Miles Sanders. Mm -hmm. I think that the really the worries are for the Eagles is to draft a number one receiver, rebuild a little bit on that defense, sign, use the picks that they got from Indianapolis and some of the other ones that they're given um, to rebuild, to get that defense going, or maybe 
do something with that old line. I understand that that old line was completely banged up last last year. It was, oh, well, I was, it, I didn't even know who the hell started at the uh, time. Well, I still think regardless, uh, take take but whichever wide receiver they would allegedly be drafting mm-hmm. um, at on draft day. If they don't do that, then I then Travis Fogum and Jalen Rager and Dallas Goddard are not enough. Yes, I could agree. I think you're yeah. setting. I think you're setting Hertz up for failure, and you're you're just you're put, you're creating the same problem over and over again. Over again. Um, the same problem that you had with Carson Wentz. I, I agree with you. My only problem is the reason I think they might go in another direction is because they chose a wide receiver last year. You see them going back-to-back this year? Because Jalen Rager was a first-round pick last year. I think when you have Jamar Chase and when you look at the school, LSU, they're especially and Devontae Smith, too, the schools Bama. where players just come out, wide receivers just come out, they're almost sure things. Yeah. And I think when you look at that, you you just can't pass on a talent like that. It's going to be the same. It's the same thing with the Cardinals when they drafted Je- uh, Josh Rosen to start. Yeah. The fir- the year before they said, okay, he he didn't work, so let's draft. They didn't Kyler give him the Murray chance the next to work. Year. I don't think he did. Yeah, I get it. You get the point. Yeah. They, th- it's happened before, mm-hmm. and I think I think. It's easy to look at Jalen Rager as a prospect and look at Jamar Chase as a prospect and say, well, Jamar Chase is obviously the better prospect. Mm-hmm. And so, and absolutely Devontae Smith. So that's just a talent you just can't pass on, especially when you have a competent quarterback who really, who's, it's going to be hard to mess him up in Jalen Hurts. So I think this is going to work out. I hope so. I hope so for the, the Philly fans who are. Wicked when it comes to the football season when they're having a terrible season. Yeah, oh, boy, it's rough. they're brutal. Pray for Philly fans. Yeah, that that one Super Bowl victory seems very long ago, doesn't it? And I gotta say, it's a little satisfying as a Patriots fan Ain't after it? all of that rubbing in there was. Tom Brady lost to a backup quarterback. <laughs> oh well. At least at least the backup. Your quarterback starter could wasn't catch. so good either. At least all the, right. At least the backup quarterback could catch. I mean. Oh well. At least their starter isn't a mental case. I'm sorry. At least he didn't fumble the game away. But yeah, we're not going to. At, least, gonna, he, at <laughs> least he didn't throw a pick in that game because Nick Foles did, and I think everybody. So they both had. So they both had turnovers, but one was more costly than the other. That'll do it. That'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Also, be sure to follow our Instagram, FumbleRooski underscore podcast. That's at FumbleRooski underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Over and out.